if I wanted that part to be great, I had to get into the business side, which is something that they don't teach you business at in beauty school. Right. You learn when you go to a sh- uh, shows, you may take a couple of different business classes, but you have to piece all that together in order for your salon to be successful. Welcome to Baddies with Business. I'm your host, Maloran Hodge. Come with me on a journey as I create a space to chat with Black women about their aspirations, struggles, and learnings within business. Learn and grow as we talk about how being a baddie and business go hand in hand. So baddie, tell us about yourself. Well, thank you for having me. First off, I appreciate you. I appreciate you guys for tuning in and for listening. I'm Alicia Monique, salon stylist coach, product development consultant, and salon business builder expert. I partner with salon owners and new salon owners to help you establish or reestablish your salon business so that you can build a team, build a clientele, increase your retail sales, and possibly develop the hair product line while becoming a scalable, profitable beauty business. So what was the catalyst for you starting um, Alicia Monique? I would say for starting, well, it was no real starting. So the getting in the beauty industry started as a kid. Like we all was, you know, had baby dolls that we used to play with and things like that. So that was in essence and a start um, of just getting into the industry. But once I got into the industry, I realized that there were so many avenues to go down, so many different things to do and not just do hair. So I wanted to try many different things. Like I've worked on movie sets. I've been published in magazines. I've worked with um, major companies, major corporations, teaching other salon owners about color. I've been a beauty school instructor um, and plenty of other things. But all of this is still within the beauty industry. And here recently, um, coaching stylists, I seem to run into a lot of problems when I help stylists because mm-hmm. it all falls into the salon. So I figure if I start at the bottom and help salons build up, then every stylist will do better. I love that. And where did your interest in, um, you said that you were in the field and you wanted to learn more about the the field beyond just like doing hair and just like learn about the business side. So where did that come from? Was it something that you always had an interest in or did it did it come about because you were having these interactions and moving and talking to different people? That came about when I started my own salon. And of course, like most salon owners, we opened a salon with a goal in mind. My goal was to become a six-figure salon to Mm -hmm. have a place where stylists can learn and grow. How did you do that? I had no idea. And doing things like that is just, that has nothing to do with hair creating a six-figure salon, helping other stylists to become successful and to go on and to do big things have nothing to do with me physically standing behind a chair. That's all business. And if I wanted that part to be great, I had to get into the business side, which is something that they don't teach you business at in beauty school. Right. You learn when you go to a sh- uh, shows, you may take a couple of different business classes, but you have to piece all that together in order for your salon to be successful. 
So I sort of geared more on the business side of it, especially when you see a salon open after you open and then they close down in a couple of months and you're like, well, what happened over there? Like, that's not going to be me. So that really made me dive more into the business aspect of beauty. Yeah. And I think you also speak to this aspect of there's not just the beauty side around like um, the salon piece and just like doing hair and sitting standing behind the chair as you talked about, but there's also this business that you're running. And so you not only think about the the heads that you're doing and the hair that you're doing, but also those that may be coming in other stylists and all of that. So I think that's a major piece that you speak to is just like knowing being able to not necessarily move through both worlds, but having um, kind of like a split brain to be able to navigate through both of those. Exactly. And I like the fact that you mentioned a split brain, which Mm -hmm. is something for something very hard for stylists to do because Mm -hmm. we're so creative. And we want to do hair, we want to plan hair, we want to do transformations, and we want to do makeovers, and all that's creative part. And if you don't say, okay, let me sit this creative part down for a moment, and let me focus on the business side so that I can be better at creating freely, Mm -hmm. we don't split those two. We just clump them all together, and then we're struggling. Mm -hmm. But we're super creative, but have no sense of business whatsoever. And and I'm saying it because I was, I was that person. Had right. no, like I hate junk mail. Mail will come in and I would just throw it in the trash. Like why read it, throw it away. But it could be something in there useful, something in there that's going to help your business grow. And as creative, I'm like, that's junk. I hate papers. I don't want to deal in paperwork, but there's some form of paperwork that have to take place when you own a business. Mm-hmm. And even as a stylist, you have to have that part organized and you have to have that part to begin with in order to be able to function as a creative individual. You have to get a license. Some people don't really focus on that license. Once we hand that piece of paper, it's like, oh, I got my paper. I got my license. I am done with this part. I don't want to see a book again. I don't want to see papers again, but that's a, a, that's never ending. Just like taking hair classes, technical classes, it never ends. Mm-hmm. Yeah. These sound like some learnings. So would love to know some of the learnings that you've had throughout the journey and specifically as it relates to being a black woman in this field. Wow. That's a great, great question. (laughs) (laughs) Some of the learnings I have. Well, um, one thing that I have learned along this journey as a hairstylist is for me, hair is hair, but for some Hair is not hair, far as textures and far as density and style-wise. And when it comes to that, that technical part, that hair has categories. That has been something huge for me to just understand. And the more I got into teaching with major companies and going around and teaching at different salons, that was something that I was just like, wow. Like it is completely different from other people's point of view. Whereas my point of view, I'm like, hair is hair. My husband's military. We moved all over the place. I'm like, you just maneuver it differently. I may have to turn my flat iron down. Whereas on this texture, I may have to turn it up a little bit more. Um, So that definitely was an eye opener for me. Um, Not necessarily a challenge, but just an eye opener for me. Um, 
And alongside that, so I, I learned that people see hair differently. Um, along with that, I've learned that as stylists um, and as salon owners, they see business differently. They want to set it up and forget it when it's not a it's not really a one and done, um, especially if you didn't complete it to begin with. Which is why, you know, things continuously fall apart because you haven't completed it or attended to it. Um, and I use the saying oftentimes that we have to work on the business and not in the business. So that has definitely been one of the challenges that I've been through. So thinking about those hair categories and also hair differently, I think these also can be something to think about as being an entrepreneur. So like the categories, like there's going to be different verticals and different things you take on that thunder is cutting up over there. Uh, right. <laughs> and also the hair is differently. So the entrepreneurs are going to be different. Even in the field, they're still going to be different, but there's a place for everyone and a different like um, style that you do or a different thing that you decide to um, adjust to be able to work with them. So I think even though you're talking about hair, it's still like translate to entrepreneurship and, and being a business owner as well. It, it definitely does. And by the way, if you guys are hearing something in the background, it is <laughs> thundering. So we can't control mother nature. However, we can control our narrative. We can control our business. We control the outcomes of, you know, how we move forward and how we grow. We just can't control mother nature. Mm-hmm. So if you're hearing some loud crackling, yes, you know, she's doing her thing outside and we're going we gonna to let her do what she do. Right. Just like our hair. I'm going to let it do what it do. <laughs> right. Exactly. <laughs> What have been some challenges that you have turned into opportunities throughout the, throughout your journey? Wow, some challenges. Well, one challenge that I've went through was actually writing a book. So I'm a published author, and I must say that was a challenge. I am honestly better off teaching classes in front of people talking and you know giving you step by steps when it comes to physically structuring putting it inside of a book for someone to read that was definitely a challenge so I've had to work with an editor um, I've had to work with a designer and I'm like outside the cover I got nothing mm-hmm. <laughs> I, we can design I can design a cover all day long for as you know creativity and colors and schemes and fonts and but when it came to actually putting those words inside of a book and structuring it that someone else can be able to learn from it that was a definite challenge for me um, and how I came overcame it I basically just I got with an editor and it was like just make like an outline and I'm like okay now what so I can follow steps. I made an outline. Yeah. They're like, okay, so expand on the outline. And I'm like, uh, I, yeah. Can I just talk it and you unscramble it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and that's basically what I did. So I took the outline. I talked it. And when I read it back, I was like, what did I, what, what did I say? I don't even know what I said. So I would send like video clips of what I wanted each section to be about and they would transcribe it, rewrite it, you know, they'll put their little thing on it. And I became a published author. That's amazing. And also that your background and your experience goes beyond just being a sales. Like you bring that creative juices like into that space. And so you were sharing like this is some things that were top of mind. So I just love that because 
I never would have thought about like you being a stylist and then writing a book. And so it's just like, you can't judge a book by its cover, you know? You sure can. <laughs> <laughs> um, where do you aspire for Alicia Monique to be in two to three years? And how can the community of baddies help you get there from the time they hit play on this episode? Well, from the next in the next two to three years, my plan is to open at least two salons. Um, I've had a salon in the past. I had a salon for eight years. Um, like I mentioned earlier, my husband was military, now retired military. So we closed that salon down. Of course, I didn't want to leave it open and move away because with military, things are are in concrete, but yet mm-hmm. they're indecisive. So. Um, it was just best to let it go. And in the future, if the future have it, I'll do it again. So within the next two years, next two to three years, I plan to open at least two salons. I want to have um, a hair product line because I'm also a hair product development consultant. I've done a ton and ton of research on developing hair product lines. So I want to have my own product line as well. Um, and basically, how can the community help me is just friend me, send me a friend request, share, you know, share the information that I share. I try um, throughout my social media on Facebook and on Instagram to share important information, to give out tips, to give out great advice. So um, if you're following me on Facebook, it will be Alicia Monique. If you're following me on Instagram, it will be Alicia Monique underscore educator and just share it out. We all have a stylist that we've been to that can use a tip or two. Um, I share our inspirational things as well. So, um, yeah, that's basically it. Sharing is caring. That's my my statement. Sharing is caring. Yes, and I love that. And also, for everyone listening, Alicia and I met on Instagram. So, there we go. (laughs) Um, Where, oh, no. So, do you have a closing baddie tweet that you want to leave us with? Um, a closing baddie tweet. Okay, so let's see. Basically, um, let's see, what can I say? How can I phrase this? Because um, I was asked a while ago to share something that I would share to someone who is trying to level up or to come up or just give out some great advice. Um, what I always say is, first of all, my favorite look, my favorite quote, I don't even know where it came from, but I started using it all the time, is success waits for no one. Whatever success is to you, it's not waiting for you. It's going to continue to move on. It's going to continue to grow. It's going to continue to do what it do. So it's not waiting for you. But however, um, what I always suggest is to follow your passion. Do things that you love. Do things that that make you happy. Do things that inspire you to do greater things to do, to do bigger things. Um, I understand we all have to work nine to five. So I'm, I'm putting that out. If you're a nine to five working, you're like, look, <laughs> I can't follow my passion. I'm with you. I got, I, I, I get it. But sometime during the day, during the week, you know, find a moment to, to do things that you are passionate about, do things that inspire you to, to just be you, to, to be a better you. Um, And along with that, um, take some time out for self-care. Like we don't, we need to care for us first before you can care for someone else. Um, I had someone else mention before, she was like, oh, I'm just a giver. I love giving. And I'm like, okay, well, 
you give until you're empty. Yeah. You have to refill, refuel, um, both refill, refill <laughs> and refuel. So yes. you have to spend some time for yourself. And what does that look like? Take 10 minutes. You can start 10 minutes from the time you end on this podcast and just sit there and don't do anything. Don't think of grocery shopping, cooking, taking care of the kids. No one Think of maybe yourself and what would you like to do for yourself. Read a book for 10 minutes. Um, go to the, the flower shop and just walk around and smell the flowers for 10 minutes. Just do something for you for 10 minutes. So success waits for no one. Do what you're passionate about, what inspires you. And spend 10 minutes with yourself, for yourself, to develop yourself. Baddies, friends, thank you for joining another episode of Baddies with Business. For more details about today's feature baddie, check out the episode description box. I have included her um, social media accounts and also ways that you can stay up to date on all things Baddies with Business. If you're a baddie with a business or aspiring business and want to chat, I want to hear from you. You can contact me at baddieswithbusiness at gmail.com. If you want to support Baddies with Business and join the growing community of friends, consider joining the Baddies with Business Patreon community. The link for that is also in the description box. In closing, here's a word from the Lord, Audrey Lord. When we speak, we are afraid our words will not be heard nor welcomed. But when we are silent, we are still afraid. So it is better to speak. Be bad. Be bold. Be a baddie.